0: I would love to lose 50 pounds. That'd be amazing. That's, I have to do some work, though, for that. That means, like, working out and stuff yeah. and not drinking as much beer. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I'm not
1: ready to make that no. commitment at all. So I how about, how about listeners? If, if you yeah. had a Christmas wish, what yeah. would that be?
0: Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare traveling, craft beer drinking podcast. Each week we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Merry Christmas
1: and welcome to a very special Christmas episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm rich. I'm Brian, and uh, I, I hey, don't, don't forget our
0: elf over here.
1: Oh, and in our elf Dolan. There we is. never interest in, introduce Dolan no. He's producer Dolan. That's right. I talk when it's important. There we go. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So in the Christmas spirit, I don't know what this beer is. I just know that at uh, Mr. Steve Seitner here, who is very excitable, was very, very excited when he heard we
0: were going to do this beer. Uh, you want to introduce it? You brought this. You well, want to introduce it. Yeah, it's called Delirium Noël. Okay, and it's I'm gonna I don't know how to pronounce the names of these things because it's Belgian. Okay, uh, but it's the same family of Delirium Tremens. You'll see the name. Uh huh. Um, that's one of their beers, but the brewery. I'm just gonna spell it to you. Okay. H u y g h e. So we must say hue. We just, is that where we're gonna do? That's what I said.
1: In my research, I wondered. H u y g h e the phlegm. Yeah. All I know is it's somebody's last name. Yep, and uh, Mr. Uh, Leon Hill. There you go. There we go. So, if you go to a liquor store, uh, grocery store, wherever you get your wherever you get your beers from, uh, which obviously differs from state to state. Here in Nebraska, you can get it at grocery stores. There's a whole section. Uh, in the grocery stores, that is a beer and wine liquor section, uh, which is very large, larger than the uh, than than the produce department, which is awesome and terrible all at the same time. Uh, it, this is the bottle that you see with a pink elephant on it, and I've seen this multiple times.
0: I've never bought it. It it just I don't I don't know why. I well, just that's haven't. the same brewery. I mean, this is a different beer than that. Okay, um, you will see it on tap sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Um, but not too often. It's a Belgian beer, so it's going to have a Belgian beer style characteristics. This is just their holiday version of that beer. This smells nothing like we've ever had before.
1: Like if <sighs> you just smell it, yeah, it doesn't smell like. Anything. I feel that bottle too. It almost
0: has a different feel to it, doesn't it? It, it feels like a, a crock. Yeah, and not like a ba- ceramic. Yes,
1: not the bad shoe, more like the uh, cooking oh,
0: crocks yeah. from back in the <laughs> back in the day. I agree. I don't. I'm not a f- fan of the crock. Like would your uh would
1: would your grandma or your great grandma uh-huh. would have had like the cooking crotch.
0: Sure, for sure. Yeah. I think that's I don't know. That's this is the only beer I've ever seen this brewery makes these that has that feeling to it. I mean you could probably kill um an elf with this. Bottle. Oh, you can that's a deadly weapon. Dang. Yeah. yeah. The other dang about this is it's ten percent. <laughs> woo. And it's a sneaky ten percent.
1: <laughs> and it's well it's corked. Which is
0: super it was weird. corked? It was caged and corked, which is the Belgian tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what you called on top, caged. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's what you would call it. Yep. Okay. Well, let's mm-hmm. get into the we'll smell. We
1: smelled it. I feel like we're doing a wine here. We smell it, and then we
0: swirl it. Swirl it. Yes. See it. See it. Oh, it has legs. It's um,
2: it has. caramel That's color.
0: caramely, and it tastes like caramel. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a Belgian beer. There's no doubt.
1: That is like nothing we've ever had before. Nope.
2: Hmm.
0: I don't even know how to describe that. It's, I'm going to have
2: to take a couple more drinks. Yeah. I think this, it's too surprising.
0: This is another one that will definitely change as it warms up. It'll get sweeter. Um, it's almost caramely, biscuity. Um, there's no hop presence to none, it. It's not bitter or anything none. like that. No. But it's also not like fruity or anything. <laughs> it It's... Mostly bread is the best way I would describe it. Yeasty. I can't even describe the smell. Like the smell doesn't even. I can't hardly smell anything because of this cold. But I smell to me almost cinnamon. Maybe not like the
1: cinnamon from last
0: week, where like was like sick
1: crocodile, where it was over the top big red cinnamon chewing gum, not like that. Yeah,
0: almost like a cinnamon stick.
1: I, I almost don't know. I almost wonder if it does. Like it has that bread smell. Yeah, and not could like be. the like good bread smell, like you wake up in the morning kind of good bread uh-huh. smell. But maybe like the dough that's
0: not cooked yet. The, yes, the,
2: the unproofed dough. Yeah, there you go. Yes, yes. It it smells. Now that you say it, I can make that connection. It smells like raw pizza dough. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go.
2: Like because it has a sweet smell to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's kind of a unique
0: one of its own smell sort of thing. But yeah. So, this is a brewery that's been around since 1654, and like you said, they're kind of known for the Pink Elephant. Right. So, that's what, if you see them anywhere, um, that's kind of what they're known for. This version is darker. This beer is darker than the Delirium Tremens that you will see year-round. Okay. So, this is brewed specifically for this time of year, very similar to the Winter Warmer in that it's supposed to pair well with rich foods, right? I can see that. These are not beers... I should have said this on the last week's episode, but these are not really beers that you're just going to sit and crush. No. These are more like you're having it with a rich, fancy meal or dessert. Challenge um, accepted. <laughs> 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 or have it with a hot dog at the gas station. I don't know. Whatever you want to try. But um, these are more pairing beers than you know, sitting by the fireplace. You could. And this one, I would do that probably more than the winter warmer. Right. Because um, this doesn't have as much going on for it. Uh-uh. Um, it's just a totally different flavor profile, really, from anything we've done on the show.
1: Maybe like a a pork loin or a duck or... something like that. Yeah, interesting.
0: Hmm. Going in for another one. I've never had anything like this. Are you not a Belgian beer person?
1: No, I am, which I thought was interesting because... So in my research which is very very limited uh-huh. here because there's one I don't I don't
0: speak that language. Yeah, Belgian.
1: Yeah, and their website is is all in yeah. You know, so Well, you could if you choose the British version, uh-huh. like there's no American flag, No, they just I'd, choose I'd pick the that too. Uh, yeah, you choose the British flag, then it it's in English, but then yep. the translations aren't great. Um or so Or colors is spelled with a u? Uh, well, sure, yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea.
1: Hug, Hung Brewery was founded in 1906, but was on the site of a of a brewery that existed since 1654.
0: Right, which you already alluded to, and it had changed names and owners. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody in the family came back, like generations later, came back around and got the brewery back. From what I can understand, maybe like the grandson of somebody that had been there. Yep, and that's the modern brewery that we know today mm-hmm. is that person that like came back to the family tradition and mm. took over is From what I understood.
1: it's it, it's in it's located in Belgium in, in and this is I guess I don't I, I don't understand how this works or whatever. Okay. Maybe this is a city within a state or or yeah. uh, a region or whatever. It's it's in Malay M E L L E Melee Malay yeah. like melee weapons. Maybe like, yeah maybe melee in Kalikimaka? Maybe possibly maybe like that. Extra mm. L in here though. Oh mm. um, yeah. Extra. Yeah, so less Hawaiian, more Belgian. Gotcha. Okay, Maybe.
0: that's what that extra L does.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Uh, in East Flanders,
0: now Flanders po- is a style of Flanders sounds Belgian familiar, beers, right? Red, red sour beers. I usually love in, in uh, red wine barrels. Yep. Flanders is a style, so that's where that's coming from.
1: An Eau de bruin. Yes. I, there. <laughs> Look at you. Right. Yep. Oh, there's one that's made by Odell that I buy it every single year. I have three of them in my and a lot of like some stout guys right have have uh-huh. what do you call them? You call them verticals? Yeah, verticals. Right? Yeah, where you say like 2012, 2013, sure. 2014. I have the past three
0: uh, Ode Bruins from Odell called the Medler. Oh yeah, I had. Yep. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah, you can definitely vertical those. I did that oh. with a Love Child from Boulevard. Uh, last year around this time. Very we jealous. We went of from that. two to nine, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I had actually that you said that Medler. I had a meddler the, uh, about a month ago from 2015, and I oh, opened it and drank it, and it was yeah. really good. Um, Odell also does one called um, Freak. Yes. Soured, And I have probably the last five years of that. Ooh, that's Avery. Yeah. Okay. Avery. Mm-hmm. And then I have um, the brewery does one that's called um, sour in the rye which is aged in rye, in rye barrels oh. I have about four years of those interesting those style stouts and sours mm-hmm. le- lend to saving them and keeping them for that mm-hmm. this one I wouldn't do that you would drink this right away I would drink this right away so it's way more ale than uh-huh. it is like yeah
1: yeah then, then okay
0: right and this one is technically um, a strong ale, kind of like we talked about last week. Okay. Because it was brewed to be strong. This one is, like I said before, 10%. Yeesh. Can you taste the alcohol in it? No. No. Which Not is one bit. Which is why it's kind of dangerous. Scary. Yeah.
2: Yes. I must have missed when you said it was 10%. It is 10 I wouldn't have guessed. <laughs> no. Right?
0: You wouldn't guess it's like 4% almost. I, I the was, sweetness right. covers, and to me, as it, just as it's warmed up a little, mm-hmm. it's coming more bready, biscuity, mm-hmm. and sweet. The sweet is really coming out. And I think that's it's kind of why they make them for this time of year. It, it is weird that, yeah, you get no no alcohol burn of a 10% whatsoever on this. Um, what they do say a strong ale should do is should kind of tickle your tongue a little bit. Like if you leave it sit there a little bit at the end of your tongue, you should get a little bit of that alcohol flavoring. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other... If you can't find this one, which this is countrywide, you can get this even worldwide pretty mm-hmm. much. There's four different ones I found that are in the area. Um, Brother Thelonious is one that's made by, like, North Coast, I think, brewery. Yes. That one you see usually in four packs. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Same style. Um, Avery has one called The Beast Grand Crew. Never had that. That's in a bomber. Um, they'll have that one. It's got foil cap like this did. Hmm. Um, there's one from Chimay. It's another Belgian brewery. I had they that. They make one called The Grand Reserve. It's in a has a blue label. And then there's another one. I, this is French. I can't say it. Three Pistoles, and that's by Unibrow, which is up in, like, Montreal. Three pistols? Three pistols. Oh. There you go. So I speak a little Spanish.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, now, oh, yee. I almost laughed and coughed at the same time, <laughs> and I almost died. Um, strong ale should have a reddish hue to the malt color characteristic. Which yes. it does. So a little bit red, mostly brown. And it should smell uh, malty, caramelly, or woody, like sometime almost, like, because a lot of these are aged in oak barrels, so sometimes you'll get that oak smell. That woody. That okay. There we go. So that's that's what the flavor characteristics would be. This would be good with like smoked foods, mm-hmm. smoked sausage, um,
2: smoked turkey, that ham. sort of
0: stuff. Like anything, anything like that would be a good flavor pr- pairing with this. Do we have any of that right now? Um, if we did, I think Dolan. Well, got into it's it.
2: Christmas. We better be having I that. I hope so. Yeah. Better have
0: something like that. Um, this was only brewed in 2000 was the first year they made this. Really? Yeah, for this place. Wow. So it's relative. obviously relatively new. It's like a, a drop in the bucket compared to 1654. Uh, right. So this is the, at least as far as we could get it here, 2000. Okay. Now, that doesn't say they hadn't made it before um, and just was at the brewery or in that area, but mm. we could get it here in the United States in 2000. Um, and it says... Another characteristic of this style of beer, um, it should be... They call it spicy, but we're not talking like heat spice. We're talking like Mm -hmm. spiced flavors. Like with dried... Mostly dried fruits, raisins, and that sort of thing. That's mostly what you'll get with the like bread, biscuit, caramel sort of flavor. I got way more of that on
1: the beers we did last week than I did here. Right? But I see what they're going for. Sure. I I can get that. It's a
0: little more muted, maybe. And this is obviously the ones we had last week were american style and mm-hmm. as we've seen over the course of the show american style anything seems to be punched up absolutely right? yeah we want it extreme we don't we don't know how to stop <laughs> right so <laughs> this is more like this is how it's supposed to be and they- like no way inject it with steroids <laughs> we want it to taste like you know like diabetes in a can so that's that's the
1: difference um, I wanted you to say it again, but you just you took it to the next level, which is perfect. So there you <laughs> there go. There we go.
0: Um, Delirium is not the brewery's name. A lot of people think that's the name. I would have thought that. But, as we, well. but really, it is that hue or H U Y G H E brewery. Um, mm. And in Belgium, I'm not even going to try to say it. I'm going to say it's it's pronounced brewery, but mm-hmm. it's spelled B R O U, W E R J I. Whoa. whoa, whoa. B R O U W W E R E R J I J, and then there's more, but that's just the first name. So that's saying brewery. Brow G. Yep, Brow-er-G. and then there's Mounteridge. M O U N T E R I J. E R I J Mounteridge. Yes. Den D E N, and then Apple A P P E L. So I'm guessing that says it's been something like Mountain Brewery in Apple, or of Apple. That's where this place is located. Oh, okay. So that's the name of the brewery. Um, marketing didn't really exist in sixteen fifteen four like we know it today. Meow. So they just described the thing. Like
2: where it is.
1: Yeah, here's well, the brewery on the hill. They this wanted people what we to call find it. it. Oh, yeah. you know where the Apple Hill is? Yep, it's right up there.
2: Well, that's where like Tall Tales came from. Like that was a form of marketing, huh. right? Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I've been to this thing, and it's exaggerating, right? Sure. Um, what's the... Oh, what's the story? Oh,
0: boy. I got my mind blanked. <laughs> um, it was... a. St- uh, oh, the t- t- tales. Something... T- Canterbury Tales. Oh, okay, yeah. Something like that. It was like a pilgrimage site, and it was a big thing if you actually made it to that place. And that was a, a famous book way, 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 way back in the day. But Interesting. Made, made me think of that. Okay. Um, Delirium Tremens. You know what it actually is? No. It's a medical term. Okay. And... I think this is awesome before I tell you what it means. Yes. But I don't think you could do it nowadays. You could not make name a brewery this anymore okay. or anything after it. Because it's the medical term for basically when you're an alcoholic and you're withdrawing from alcohol. Oh. You have tremors. Uh-huh. So they, that's a delirium tremens. And that's the name of their most selling beer with the with mm. the pink elephants.
1: So, I confuse this maybe if I drink too much coffee in the morning. Could this
0: actually be the, the delirium? Trials? Well, you could have the similar, but that's more like, you know, mm. caffeine shakes. Okay, okay. If you haven't had a beer yet and you have those same Generally, shakes. Generally, no. Then maybe that is, but mm. I think it's probably coffee. Caffeine hmm. shakes. Yeah. you usually call that ignitus, shittish. Oh. <laughs> Okay, Latin over here. <laughs> we went in Belgium and Latin and French. All right. Um, so what was I going to Oh, yeah, okay. Pink elephants, that's what this is known for. I, I hope you g- had gotten to this, because I want to know where this has come from. Well, a couple different things. Pink elephants, especially in the last 150 years, has been synonymous with just being hammered. So drunk, you're like hallucinating, <laughs> right? And that's like... Back in the day, that would have been one of the most exotic things to see for anyone would have been an elephant. Okay. Right? And <laughs> I wanted to think like, okay, in my, as a kid growing up, there were two things that I knew about pink elephants. Okay. One of them was an actual elephant and one was called a heffalump. And that was in Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh 1971. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, 30 years before that, there was pink elephants and they were on parade. And that was a little section of a movie called Dumbo.
2: Mm -hmm. That's where my mind was. Where Dumbo
0: and his friend Timothy Q. Mouse um, (laughs) accidentally get intoxicated with champagne. Which is hilarious. Great scene. Can't do it anymore. No. Given, you know, childish, well, young animals, alcohol is never great. Do they do that (laughs) in the updated? No, uh, but I have seen it and I can tell you the difference. Okay. Um, In the 1941 version, they get drunk accidentally on champagne and they see pink elephants dancing around and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Holding each other's tails yes. and whatever. Yeah, I remember And this. then they wake up in a tree, hungover. Who hasn't done that? And realize, holy yeah. crap, Dumbo can fly. That's how we got up here. And then that kind of sets off the rest of the movie.
1: Which is weird because that's exactly what happened to me after I went to Dolan's wedding a couple weeks back.
0: <laughs> Ended up in a tree. Right. Wow. Hungover. It was super wow. weird. Jenny was mad. Yeah, she, yeah, it's hard to get you down from those trees. Right. Uh, in the updated version it is uh i think some clowns or something it's in a circus and they make these balloon um but they're actually like bubbles i guess they make these bubbles that look like like elephants and they kind of dance around dumb. not as cool dumb they're tim burton looking elephants yeah. but it doesn't it's not yeah. as great
1: you know what we grew up on candy cigarettes and stuff let's don't, i can handle it exactly right? exactly it's okay dumbo accidentally
0: drank champagne it sure happens. many times mm-hmm. accidentally yes um that song pink elephants on parade mm-hmm. has been covered By Sun Ra, who was like an avant-garde jazz guy. Weird, okay. Pink
2: elephants on parade. Uh Uh-huh. So like bulls on parade.
0: That's what I was thinking. Very different. (laughs) Um, That sequence in the movie has been parodied on South Park, Bob's Burgers, Mm. um, Robot Chicken, and one other thing. I can't remember off the top of my head, but Mm. it's kind of a famous sequence. Basically... You you get messed up on accident. You don't know you were drugged, dosed, drank too much, and then you see these elephants, and that's been lampooned in a bunch of different
1: ways. I'm sure Seth MacFarlane had something to do with that somewhere Mm -hmm. along the way. Yeah, I I would think so.
0: Um, And that's kind of what I could find just about pink elephants. Now, that's basically what they chose that for is because their beers were strong and drinkable, Mm -hmm. and if you drink a bunch of them, you might see some pink elephants. And it's one of the first... It's technically not a mascot, but it's an image that you associate with that brewery. Without a doubt. It's like all you think about. Yeah. Like you probably haven't had the beer, but you know that it belongs to that beer. I know Delirium and the
1: Pink Elephant go hand yeah. in hand. Even though I've never had their beer before, and I've it's only seen it in kinda the it's kind of cool
0: that when you understand what that terminology means, right. it's like a total link, like better than anything out there.
2: Right. Well, look, like I, I started drinking this pretty quick and then you said it was 10% and that I might start seeing Pink mm-hmm. Elephants. Mm-hmm. And it's it's... Going down slower.
0: Yeah. I, absolutely. But it tastes, what do you think? Does it taste over time change? It has. A little bit? So
1: here's the thing. For me, as it's warmed up, it's got a little more clovey-er. Uh-huh. A little more, a little, uh, there's some ginger notes to it. Yep. But yeah, some cranberry, not nearly as much as, as last week, but still just as, still just as there. Yeah. As, and I almost
0: prefer it warm. I think that's a good way to drink this mm-hmm. one specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of those that you would; it would be fine to drink it on its own in a glass and just sit and talk mm-hmm. for a while, or in front of a fire. Uh, it right. definitely tastes different and probably preferable a little bit warmer, not room temperature,
1: but close. no. Well, and that's I was going to clarify. Yeah, it definitely isn't warm, but it is it is it's warmer
0: closer, than the ice box I took it out of.
1: Closer to room temperature than you would normally. Like if a bush light got to this temperature, you would throw it away.
0: Well, you'd throw it away before you open it, hopefully. Well, Going back true. to
2: the tingle on the tongue uh-huh. that you talked about, I kind of like that. Yeah. Mm. I kind of like yeah. it. Like sitting here, taking a drink, mm. the tingle on the tongue, I let that sit. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, drinking beer, is, it's
0: supposed to be an experience, right? Yeah. And like an event. It's not just supposed to be crack open and hammer them and down. And just hammer. I mean, that's a different style of beer, right? that's, that's That's frat boy drinking. Keystone. You can do that. Tailgate you know, drinking. all Keystone lights. Wedding reception drinking. Whatever. I did on, Ironically, I did that at Dolan's wedding reception, too. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> so this is a different... This is supposed to be, yeah. like, savored. And hmm. if, if you're not a spirits and whiskey vodka sort of guy... Mm-hmm. Or gal, then you can definitely get into this sort of thing.
1: I, I think that's that's an interesting kind of segue there is if you aren't a beer guy, but you are a spirits guy,
0: mm-hmm. then this could be a, a decent introductory beer for you. This one would be good, and then it, honestly, any sort of barrel-aged imperial stout. That's gonna like have some whiskey notes. The higher ABV. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If you're used to drinking whiskey, then you might want to step into like a 16% stout, mm-hmm. which most people would say no way, but it's closer to what you're used to. Some of those barrel aged stouts that we've had, that like
1: taste like straight whiskey. I love like them. There's
0: I love barrel aged beers, and I don't like to drink whiskey just straight. I can't do it, but mm. I love a barrel beer. Mm. Interesting.
1: I like a good barrel aged tequila. Like, yeah. like a tequila lime Goza. Like those yeah. are, those, oh boy. That speaks to you. When they age that on a, on a tequila barrel, man, that's my jam.
2: I just had a margarita Goza not too long ago. You
1: did? Yeah. I saw you posted that on Facebook there. Like, yeah. why is this so good? Why does this taste like a margarita? It was more
2: lemony, right? It was it was like, you know, the little plastic lemons that you can get in the produce section. Oh, yeah. The lemon, lemon juice. Lemon yeah. juice. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly how it was. A little hmm. sweeter, but yeah, huh. you can definitely get the tequila notes too. Interesting.
0: So, the other thing I wanted to research with this, I was trying to keep it Christmas themed. Okay, and I was like, I don't know what else. What? Uh, oh, it's right in front of my face. White elephants. Oh I was yes. Like, Let's keep it up. Let's mm-hmm. hear about white elephant like gift exchange, right? Okay. So I wanted to figure out what that was all about. Yep. Where did that come from? That terminology, and I found out it's called different things in different parts of the country and the world. Okay. So the white elephant history is this. Um, basically, white elephants are kind of like albino in real life or they're almost pink, technically not a white elephant, but their coloration is different. There's some sort of genetic thing that's, they're not a gray or a black elephant. Okay. So they do exist in the real world. Hmm. Um, and then specifically where these were, were Asian elephants, South, Southeastern Asia, like um, Limpur back in the day, mm-hmm. Singapore area, um, Bangladesh, mm-hmm. India, kind of we're getting into that area. Um, if you were a rich monarch, the best way to show off your wealth was to have an actual white elephant like on your property. Oh, and that would show people because they were so hard to come by. They were mm-hmm. super expensive. Um, but they're also in that area in that region of the world. You couldn't put them into service. Okay. So they couldn't do any work. They couldn't like haul logs or bricks or whatever. So basically they are just opulence. You can't do anything with it except (laughs) keep it alive and show it off. Nice. And that was the original terminology and meaning for a white elephant. Okay. So in the day, back in the day, um, you'll see these in newspapers for like political cartoons and that sort of stuff. Um, Social commentary, you'll see white elephant terminology a lot. And it's usually for something that the government spent a lot of money on that isn't worth or it doesn't have the value of what the cost is. So you'll see that with like bridges, infrastructure things, dams, railroads, where they spend a ton of money, but most people don't see any value in that. Sure. They're like, why did that dam cost $250 million or whatever, right? Right. They called that a white elephant back in the day. Okay. And then over time that has changed into something that we see it as now uh, is this gift exchange. And that really stems from, um, well, let me backtrack one way. Another way it became popular and how it got introduced into the the lexicon Mm -hmm. um, is P.T. Barnum wanted one. He wanted a white elephant. He wanted to show it off. Makes sense. And uh, he bought one and he got it. And it showed up, and it was not a white elephant. It had like, either been painted or <laughs> something. It was not what they said it was. Somebody whitewashed it. Right. A, a white and so he was very disappointed. So that's one of the reasons disappointment was tied with a white elephant. Oh. Something that you thought you wanted, and then you got it, and you were like, oh, this sucks. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's where the meaning of it comes from for the, for the game. Got gotcha. you. Um, That terminology came around the 1600s. It became popular in the 1800s because of Barnum's stuff here in the United States. Um, In England, they called them a swap party. So Mm. a swap party would be like, hey, Dolan, Rich, a couple other guys, come to my house. Bring 10 things from your house you don't want anymore. Okay. And put it in the pot. Hmm. And at the end of the night, you'll leave with 10 other things that weren't yours or whatever. I would have guessed something different from like the 70s, but... That, that uh, 1870s, was, oh, not 1970s. 1970s. Okay. Yeah, that's when that's, you're trying to offload your wife for your... That brother. might be after you drink a couple of these. Oh, gotcha. So yeah, different kind of swap party. Not
1: that I would do that or I was living in the 70s. Right. There you
0: go. But we heard about them pop culture
1: I, wise. If you want to watch a fun movie called The Ice Storm... Oh. It is it it, it, fun. It, well, uh, fun in like a really horribly
0: depressing kind of way. Yeah, yes. that's true. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Another term, kind of was bastardized from that from the English, mm-hmm. which we like to do. Take oh, we love things to do that. and change it up. Oh, yes. <laughs> we call it the Yankee Swap, and that's in New England, and that's still what it's known as today. Oh. So we have White Elephant Exchange here, or whatever. Um, sometimes we'll even hear Pink Elephant. Okay. Um, But in New England states, you'll hear it as a Yankee swap. Yankee swap. And this is even worse. In the South, they call it a dirty Santa. (laughs) (laughs) So that's basically a gift exchange where you buy, like, the worst possible gift you can get for usually a set price. Yeah. And then you wrap it up, and you give it in there, and then, you know, you draw numbers and pick, and that's how it works. There's many, many versions of this versus like how many you can steal dirty Santa um which isn't how bad Santa was the movie but yes um equally as bad and very dirty at the same time yeah but there's lots of different ways you can do this game and you can just look it up online there's you can print out 50 different rules for if you wanted to do this Mm -hmm. like on your unit or here in the office or whatever yep um but then I found some other names for it too So I was going to write them down because I thought they were interesting. Okay. Um, It's also became known as the Grinch Game. Okay. Thieving Elves. Mm. Snatchy Christmas Rat. (laughs) Sounds great. Uh, (laughs) Cutthroat (laughs) Christmas Redneck Santa. Machiavellian Christmas in the Kamikaze Gift Exchange. Oh, I like Kamikaze. Mm. That's so fine. Those are all different versions. Uh, but those parties were happening in 1901. That was the first time it was noted like in the newspaper. Wow. Like, hey, come to this church basement social, and we're having a swap party. <laughs> we're so, having a dirty Santa party. <laughs> we're having a dirty Santa party in the basement of the Baptist church. <laughs> Be there, 1901. What was the uh, swap party? That's, yeah, swap Again, party. 1970s. There yep. we go. So that was the first time it was in print in the United hmm. States that we could find. That's. So uh, it's been around the white gift, white Christmas. What am I trying to say? White. White cow, elephant. elephant. White elephant. Well, That's white the term. Yeah. 10% right there. I was looking at another guy coming 10%. in with a big Santa beard that threw yeah. me off. Yeah. He's wearing shorts. That's weird. Well, it's, it's, six, it's 60 degrees as we're recording. Is yeah. it really? Thank you, Nebraska. I don't like it. I, that seems mm. weird. Um, okay, I'm, guys. Uh, I don't have anything else as far as research, but uh, what what is the one thing that you want to get for Christmas this year? Oh, boy. I, and this has to be like an actual, not like World Peace or something <laughs> dumb. It has to be something you can actually get and unwrap.
2: Oh, man. oh you can't unwrap World Peace? No. no. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. Uh, you know what? I I don't want anything. I, I, I want there's Guitar Center.
0: A, I was going to say there's going to be a pedal or something. G- right.
2: Guitar Center gift cards. Yeah, oh. or, or, or some music store gift, start, gift card. I have... Um, gift cards are so boring. Be more specific than that.
1: Oh. Sam, if you're listening, this is what Dolan really this does. This is for you, a <laughs> plug.
2: Um, you know, I have a new bass set up, bass, bass rig. Imagine that. And yeah. it involves a guitar amp. Um, okay. So I could use another guitar amp. Yeah, I'm sure you could. And I could use another bass. So Oh course. boy. Right. So I don't want anybody to buy the guitar amp or the bass. Yeah, cuz you need to oh, pick these out. he wants to pick it because out. Because I want to pick it out and and on top of that, I don't want you know to pay mm. I, in my mind if if I get the gift cards that's like a hundred dollars off sure. of my payment so you're getting a deal mm-hmm. right mm-hmm.
0: right plus you want to show off a guitar center on your fat mm-hmm. licks
2: right mm. no oh you don't i don't like those people oh no you don't go no. there and play stairway no. to heaven and just no leave? no 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 stairway oh. no i've <laughs> listen i've gone there stairway. and tested some things and, and left but i you know i go into the back back acoustic room where no one can hear me Hmm. which is yeah. super cool by the way. Like I've been
1: back there yeah. with Dolan before. I don't yeah. know if he's he, yeah. he hasn't actually played. But we've gone back there to like buy microphones and stuff sure. like that. Super cool. Like if I yeah. were in music like that's that's legit. Yeah.
2: They've got guitars hanging on the walls. Mm-hmm. And there's a little room that you can just play in there and mm. yeah, I get I get interested in some of the new releases that come out and play some Christmas songs and mm. there you go. Yeah. Rich, what about you?
1: House of secrets 92. House of Secrets ninety two. I first, don't know what that's first is. appearance of Swamp Thing. Oh boy, uh, nineteen seventy one. I've wanted it for so long. It, it, it's too expensive, but I mean, if we're pie in the sky, sure, why not? Right? I mean, if it's like I unwrap the perfect gift, mm-hmm. it's House of Secrets ninety two. Mid grade. I don't need it to be perfect. You want to be able to read it? I want. No, no, no. I want it graded. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> I don't I even want to it. look at it. But here is the thing. Like this, and and uh, Mike Combs and I have had this discussion about old baseball cards before. Sure. Like and, and it applies to old comic books, too. I think comic books and baseball cards should be loved, traded, enjoyed. Comic books should be read. Baseball cards should be played with. They should, you know, that type of yeah. thing. Like, that's... Mm. So, House of Secrets 92 was, was released in 1971. It was a first appearance of Swamp Thing. Uh, Bernie Wrightson, who went on to... Who just passed away a couple of years ago, uh, went on to do a, a number of different things, but did a ton of Swamp Thing, too. Uh, it, it was it's one of those things where it's it's a cult following but uh-huh. then it's like one of those characters that has been around forever um and, and it's horribly expensive horribly horribly expensive like I saw one today graded so in a grading scale of like one actually 0.5 being like, like just as dog-eared as yeah. you could, torn up, missing pieces, ten being absolutely perfect. Like no, like they don't even grade in a ten. Like a nine point nine is the highest they go. Okay, um, you're lucky if you get a nine point eight for modern comics. Yeah, so uncirculated modern comics still get a nine point eight. So if you're if you're talking like a four. For House of Secrets, you're still paying eight hundred dollars. Holy smokes! But I've wanted one for so long. That's Hmm. if if I had if that was my like my like oh my gosh, this is the best Christmas ever, right there. I feel
2: the same way about about guitars. Like when I see somebody that just collects them, like I saw on YouTube, this guy had thousands of guitars in his room, and he never played them, and I was super sad. Super sad. (laughs)
1: Like that needs to be that. That's like hoarding.
2: yeah. yeah.
0: You gotta share your toys. What about you? A six-pack of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even matter what kind. Just... Doesn't matter. <laughs> Probably, I would say, um, I would get the uh, new Ken Burns country music documentary on Blu-ray. Ooh, interesting. Because I loved watching it, and I learned so much. But it's enough. It was so long. It was like almost 14 hours. Oh, wow. That okay. I would not, you know, I can't retain all that at one time. And I'd like to revisit it again. And his stuff is very hard to get. Like, once it's done, mm. it's like Disney Vault, but they actually, yep. it's actually locked, unlike the Disney where they keep bringing it back out.
1: That's the only thing that keeps me going during the winter, because I love baseball so much, uh-huh. is MLB Network will rerun old Ken
0: Burns baseball. Yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah,
0: he's had some amazing... I mean, that dude is, a, like, seriously, an American legend. Yes. For the stuff he's captured and documented and just put out there mm-hmm. for people to find and watch. And learn. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's like going to college when one of his uh, documentaries comes out. You'll learn so much stuff. So much. The best thing I ever did with one of his was watch the one about Prohibition, and I drank a six-pack of Budweiser while I watched it. <laughs> That's really good.
1: Speaking of Budweiser, this is interesting little uh, like way to end this episode. The only – like I looked for my regular research on the brewery or whatever. couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. But I did find the very first beer that they brewed when he bought when he took him over in nineteen oh six. okay. Can you guess the very first style of beer that they brewed in nineteen oh six when he like took over when Leon took over this brewery again because on the on the can or on the bottle here it says since sixteen fifty four so yeah. like you said, there's some family tradition that goes back for him yeah. or whatever that they continue on with the, for this Leon. I feel guy. like
0: I feel like you want me to say Pilsner. So I'm going to say Pilsner. Pilsner is 100% correct. Yes. The most absolutely boring. American
1: style. American style, just like simple beer, simple in flavor,
0: but yeah. difficult to brew. Well, and you got to think, though, that's a hundreds of year old version in Germany, Yeah, which is close to Belgium, and uh, it shows off your skill. As a brewer, so was, I it kind of makes sense too. I mean, we see it as unsexy, mm-hmm. uh, but it's really like an accomplishment to make a really good one. I remember there was some brewery, and
1: I, Bobby told me this, Bobby Bobby Krause told me this story uh, like three years ago, that there was some brewery out east, and they were looking for a new head brewmaster. And it wasn't like how crazy you could get or how ridiculous you can get. It's, you brew me the cleanest pilsner you could possibly get, and then you'll get the job. Hmm. Huh because the Pilsners are so hard. Yeah. So We lost him. I think Dolan has to go to the bathroom. I <laughs> think that's what it is. Ah. He might have just got hungry, maybe. His lunchtime. Yeah. So brew is the cleanest possible pilsner you can get and you get the job. So the dude that brewed the cleanest pilsner got the job.
0: I mean, I mean that shows like commitment to like the actual skill of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean it makes sense. It's it's all about fundamentals. We talk about it in sports yep. all the time, right? Yep. And like Tim Duncan was the, what was his nickname? The cool. Big Fundamental. That was Tim Duncan's nickname? Uh-huh. Really? Yeah, because he did everything fundamentally right. Oh. He, he was the only guy that shot off the backboard, like bank shots. Mm. Like nobody even does that anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, that was one of his you know claims to fame. He just worked so hard on the small, normal things hmm. uh, that the game came easily to him and they won so many championships.
1: Do you think that if there was no Kobe Bryant that, uh, that, that it would have been Tim Duncan's era? Well, it kind of was
0: because he won more than Kobe Bryant. He won four championships. But everybody talks about Kobe, though. Well, for other reasons, too. True. Uh, Also, Tim Duncan is, I mean, can you even picture his voice? No. He hardly ever gave an interview. No. Right. Um, I couldn't necessarily picture his face. He doesn't like to be in the limelight. And he's actually an assistant coach with the Spurs now is he? Yep, he came he hmm. came back and he's under oh, and under pop so they got their Christmas wish down there. Maybe another championship. <laughs> that point. was their
1: Christmas wish. Yep, we
0: want him to come back.
1: I think Pop will win one more before he retires. That's
0: one of the things I love about Christmas time. And this is a tradition in the NBA mm-hmm. on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. They show like five basketball games cuz there's no football usually unless usually. it falls on the weekend. Right. Uh, but for NBA there's always games on. Well, and this year we're it's Wednesday. Yeah, right, right in the middle, yeah. Yeah,
1: so, yeah, we'll just get basketball, which is totally fine with me. And that works for me, too.
0: And generally, isn't it the Lakers? Well, it, it usually is just because it's usually star power. Mm. Not necessarily like, it's not like the Cowboys and Lions okay. where it's a, a, a sure deal. Thanks Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving deal, yeah. It's more like, okay, who's going to watch? Everybody's home. Mm-hmm. We need the most famous players mm. on TV. Um well, LeBron plays for the Lakers now, sure. so here we go. But it was Kobe before,
1: I guess. The Spurs played, yeah, from time to time. Yeah, so
0: yeah, we got off topic, but you know what? It's all Christmas related. It's stuff all Christmas related.
1: So, I I would love to hear what like your Christmas like wish would be.
0: Ooh, well, right. let's see. I would love to lose fifty pounds. That'd be amazing. That's. I have to do some work though for that. That means like working out and stuff, yeah, and not drinking as much beer. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I'm not ready to make that no. commitment
1: at all. So, I, Me how neither. about
0: how about listeners? If if you yeah. had a Christmas wish, what yeah. would that be? How about this? What's your dream beer? Oh, Christmas! If you could get one beer for Christmas that we haven't had or that you've heard about, what would that be? Like like for us to talk about or for somebody to make? Um, that's out there in the market now okay. that we could get. Oh, that what we haven't had. I haven't seen it or. Just a visit to a brewery or something like that. Just we, some. We've drank some pretty ridiculous beers. You know what? In in the short time we've been doing this, yeah, we have. Yeah, it's, it's almost. It, good.
1: It, we're just over a year now. Yeah. Uh, it was it was Christmas ish time yeah. last year when we started, so it Thanksgiving, Christmas, somewhere around in there. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: A lot of good. A lot of good beers. A lot of different styles. A lot of IPAs.
1: Dolan, what, what, what's one beer that you want us to drink coming up here first of the year? Like, as we get into, because the schedule's not done yet, so we, we've got a couple of beers coming up here that are kind of fun that uh, that uh, different nurses have sent to us that we'll round out the year with. Dolan, what's one beer that
0: you would like for us to try? Either you, beer or a style. Maybe ooh, we haven't yeah. yet. Mm, okay. Good call.
2: Um, you know, I, I'm i looking forward to two things and, and they're not on the schedule yet. But uh, the first one being the mead that oh, okay. I brought back, um, mm-hmm. that would be interesting because it's kind of like a mix of a beer and wine, right? It's yep. kind of kind of a crossover. Sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, the second thing would be uh, um, a make-your-own six-pack. So Ooh. I think that it would be very interesting to see what you guys go and get for, for your six-pack. Mm. Right? And because- c- Every store has got different, different yeah, that's beers, true. right? That's so true. wherever our travelers are out there, you know, maybe they um, would just like to try a style or try something or try multiple or, or whatever. And so maybe they can build their own six packs too. And and that might what.
0: be a fun. You know how we give away tacos? Mm-hmm. That'd mm. be something fun we could do. Be like pay for somebody's mixed six pack, oh. a listener of the show yeah, or two or something, and yeah. then they get to review it. Yeah, and then they got to tell us what, they, what their favorite one was and their least favorite, mm-hmm. but we could pay for a mixed six-pack or something. Uh, we've talked about cleaning out
1: the fridge, right? Because oh, the, yeah. the secret yeah. beer fridge back there has a number of just beers that we've never gotten to. Yeah. So maybe that comes up here towards the end of the year. That'd yeah. be fun. That mm. would be interesting. And then maybe we give away a mixed six-pack at the end of it or something. That'd be fun, yeah. too, yeah. Hmm. Hopefully yeah. I win. <laughs> I don't I don't think you're eligible to win. Oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> no. So well Brian, Dolan, Merry Christmas.
0: Happy holidays. It's been a fun year. It has been. Hope there's no coal in your stocking, Dolan.
2: Uh there was last year. Uh, so he's not been pretty good any this any year better. though.
0: Yeah. He's been better this year maybe than I mean, last not year. pretty good, but he's improved. His attitude and <laughs> other things, I'd say. I'm so proud of him. His 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 beer it, his palate has definitely improved. So if that counts improved. for anything, Absolutely. I'll put in a word with Santa for you. Oh cool. nice. There we go. Oh, nice. <laughs> there we go. All right, Brian, we ain't going anywhere for a while. Let's have another beer.
1: Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel health care staffing.